Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. four cups and it's not even good coffee by now it's the same pot that's been sitting there since six in the morning yeah i cannot do that i'm a snob about coffee so it needs to be fresh so i have a keurig like machine but i don't use the pods because i'm also environmentally very conscious (laughs) wow you are just a chocolate judgment right now i'm like well i have an espresso and and i drink nasty 6 a.m coffee at like you know listen i spend 50 years of my life and that tells you I'm an auntie but I've spent 15 years of my life living off of coffee you could you could puncture puncture my veins at any given time in that period of time when I was in school getting all my degrees and all you would get is coffee not blood so okay so now you're throwing your degrees in my face yes (laughs) but Guess who exercised? You, not me. Oh, I thought I was so excited. I was like, you did? No. (laughs) No, I don't know why I'm in such a funk. You know what it is? Over the weekend, I consumed far too much sugar than I usually do, which is I don't consume any sugar. And I consumed some sugar this weekend. It really takes a toll on my body. I'm like so out of sorts right now. So basically, I, I tried to cut out carbs. And I ended up eating even more carbs. And <laughs> I am, uh, everything hurts. Everything hurts. I feel like my entire body is inflamed. <laughs> everything hurts. Let's not talk about that. Let's just say that we are tired from watching Bolo. <laughs> That's what happened. Did you watch it? No. Oh my Again, God. I, was- I started watching when I got back home yesterday. So I was on the road and I got back home yesterday. When I turned it on, Kenya was already done with her interrogation. Like it was the kitchen scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was, I missed a lot of it. So I have to watch again. Yeah. You missed, you missed the meat. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I was going to say, usually we do Tuesdays, we do all of our Bravo stuff for the Saturday episode, but I thought to myself, like, oh my God, if if Arthi has seen it and it's fresh in her mind, maybe we could talk about it. But I understand. Save it for No, I'm saving when you're all coming down from the high is when I'm going to go high. I'm going to be like, did you see that? (laughs) You know, it wasn't even the, obviously, like the stripper part was whatever. Mm -hmm. It was just... All of the things that happen after. That's uh, that's what it sounds like. Like it wasn't even the strip show itself was like very short. Yeah. Half the episode is just the investigation. And you could tell like the editors are just having so much fun with it. So I love yeah. it. I loved it. You'll love the episode. Yeah. Anyway, we're okay. not talking about Bolo today. But we are tired like the, the women were the next day. Yeah, I'm tired. But like for no good reason. <laughs> no good reason except that it's the Monday. Exactly. But today 
we're going to talk about Summer House. And yes. we started watching a show on Netflix called The Big Day. Originally, our plan was to watch all three episodes and then do one episode on all three episodes. But then right. we just got lazy. It wasn't lazy. Real life happened. No, we, just, yeah, we had real other life shit happened. to do. So we didn't get a chance to watch episode two and three. Yeah. We only watched episode one. So we'll talk about episode one. So that's on the agenda today. Yes. Thank you for setting the agenda, getting out the <laughs> Excel file, setting the agenda. You know, I'm a project manager. That's what I right. do. I... You're a professional like Danielle is on Summer House. She's the only one that wears a jacket. She works hard. She's She talks about milestones. Yes. Like, oh, did you get this done? You can yes. tell she's managing projects. I feel like Danielle works for like Google or Spotify or something. Like, I think that she has to work for one of those companies because she definitely seems like somebody who has golden handcuffs which is that she makes really yeah. good money she works for a great company but they make her work all the fucking time right her and stravi yes by the way figured out where stravi is working from wait before we go into Stra- where stravi said they were showing like what happened last week uh-huh. and at one point stravi was on a high table he might okay? have <laughs> he had a bar stool and a high table uh-huh. And then the ne- the very next scene, he had a proper table. And then there was another scene where he was much lower. It's like even the furniture keeps changing in there. <laughs> where- I think he I- has one of those like ergonomic desks that like stand up and go, go up down. and down. Yeah. Oh. So I figured it out. Basically, Lindsay walks in storming in and yelling at him all the time. Yeah. We're getting that like top corner view. But I think the room is if you imagine the room is a square and you yeah. walk into the room and on the yeah. right side in the corner is the bathroom where there yeah. is a mirror. Yeah. And I think Stravi's desk is perfectly across the bathroom mirror and it's facing the door. What it looks like Lindsay yelling into the bathroom, it's not actually Lindsay yelling into the bathroom. It's her yelling into the corner of the room and Stravi's reflection is in the bathroom. I think that that was sneaky Bravo editing. I have a feeling that Stravi only agreed to be on the show to be like, look, I have a really intense job. I will join the show. I'll go with you to the summer house. But like, I have a lot of work to do and I I need privacy. Draw a diagram and explain to me where the camera placement is. Absolutely. I would love to do that. Okay. Because (laughs) this drove me nuts. First of all, he keeps sitting on the high chair, low chair, table goes up and down. Yeah. And... It's super confusing. Plus, he doesn't make sandwiches. So I'm like, what is going on with you? There's so much wrong with you, Stravi, right now. But uh, what I learned on the interwebs is that Travi is a cancer survivor. Yeah. And he raises a lot of money for that uh, cancer research. And I was like, oh, I like you now. Like well, you so here's much. the thing. Even cancer survivors are shitty partners sometimes. True. Look so, at Brooks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. How dare you? You tricked me into that. I was like, yeah, wait, what? What? <laughs> How could you do this to me, question mark? <laughs> no, cancer doesn't make you a better person. Cancer you're, just you're making you... advantage of how tired I am. <laughs> <laughs> I meant Amber Marchese, but okay. Okay, yes. Cancer does not make you a better person. You can still be a shitty boyfriend. Yes. And I would say in in terms of cancer surviving people on Bravo, he's his biggest crime is that he's a shitty boyfriend, which I don't right. think necessarily is the worst thing. Like, at least he's a boyfriend. Carl's not right. even a boyfriend. He's just a shitty guy. And we fucking love Carl. Now that he's all, you know, hot, juicy, juicy Carl. 
<laughs> Juicy Carl was so hydrated. Yeah, Juicy Carl hydrated. He's plump and hydrated. And there's some love handles to hold on to. He, he's attractive now. He's looking good. Yeah, because he was like, all I do is eat now. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, we can yeah. tell. And I love it. <laughs> so do we, so do we. Yeah, so... <laughs> What happened in this episode of Summer House? We opened, obviously, with Hannah and Luke fighting and Sierra awkwardly being forced to sit in on this fight with this crazy white girl. So we have that happen. Then Hannah proceeds to be an absolute toddler the rest of the time. By the end of the episode, Luke tries to talk to Hannah again. It blows up and Hannah cries about all this stuff. And then the other thing, obviously, is that Lindsay has had it and she wants a sandwich made. Yes. (laughs) Lindsay's love language, she keeps saying it's quality time, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure it starts with another Q and it's Quiznos, the sandwich. Yes. You don't care about quality. Oh, I I miss Quiznos. Do they not have that? Uh, no, I thought Christmas went out of business, no? Nah? Oh, did they? Their little yeah, oven sandwiches? A, they were probably yeah, catching on fire. Anyway, back to Lindsay wants sandwiches. And so yeah. the two... Oh, also that we start to get the feeling that Carl got his eyes on Sierra's cute little butt. Sierra, yeah. Sierra is so hot, though. She's so hot. She's just like, I'm a nurse. And when I'm yeah. not a nurse, I don't do shit. I'm yeah. not doing anything. I don't have yeah. a job. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she's just walking around in her teeny tiny bikini, eating, right. chilling. I'm like, what a oh. life! I would, oh my god, she seems yeah, she really had nothing going on throughout the day. Yeah, Carl barely had. I, know. I don't know if Carl was working, but uh, Sierra truly didn't have. Luke was like banging away at some metals, trying okay. to make his jewelry, which was I kind can't. of weird and also i feel like luke is doing like some sort of like lumberjack cosplay he's like yeah i have to wear jeans without a shirt like first of all mm-hmm. it's so hot why are you in jeans yeah. okay and if thing is like oh for safety purposes like bitch you're not wearing a shirt so like yeah. what is the point i just feel like he has nothing going on as well so he's working on his jewelry the way like ross from friends is working on his music like it's not <laughs> it's not anything <laughs> That was a throwback. Yeah. (laughs) But like, I feel like he's useless. I also feel like Paige's job is really upsetting because I'm like, Uh, this is insane to me that you just wear clothes, take pictures, and somebody pays you for it. Here we are putting hours into a podcast. Don't nobody even paid us once. Yep. Who's following Paige? I don't understand. A lot of people. A lot of people. People like this influencer fashionista stuff has really just... It's another level. It burns me up. It's like it brings out the auntie in me because I get all worked up about it. It's like that is not a real skill. That is no. not a real job. Get a job. I'm like Vicky now. Get a job. I guess they used to work for bitches. I think they used to work for betches, the magazine or our online publication. There's a magazine ever. called Bitches. No, you know Betches, B E T C H E S. There's a magazine called Betches. <laughs> I don't know if it's a magazine. Look, we sound like absolute aunties. It's Betches Media. It's like a company. And they do like really? pop culture. Mm. Maybe it's kind of like Gawker or whatever, BuzzFeed. Is, is it the new, bowl, uh, what was that called on Hills? Not Bolt House. What was it called? Yes, it's like, I guess it was a Bolt House or whatever. It's just like yeah. one of those one minute you just have a meme account. And next thing you know, yeah. you're, you've made an entire fucking media company out of it. It's Yeah. I guess you have to be young and 
thin and pretty looking young thing to do that. Yeah, because no, no one gonna want to see this auntie wear clothes. I have a friend who is an influencer. She's a, an actual yeah. job. She's a designer, like an interior designer. Mm-hmm. The other thing she does is that she got like a like it know it account, and she's got all these. She has like a Walmart sponsorship. Like she literally takes pictures of clothes of herself wearing clothes. She has swipe up links, and she's yeah. very very transparent about it. And she's been doing it for almost two years, and now she's making almost as much as she does monthly with her regular salary. Mm. So like I get it. It's there. It's easy. I personally have never shopped through Instagram before. Yeah. But I know no. that a lot of people do. And that's I guess there's a kink for everyone, Arthi. And neither of us are yeah. that kinky when it comes yeah. to Instagram and no. clothes. If it's no. not sold at Old Navy, I'm probably not going to buy it. Same. It's whatever is next to the giant or shoppers. <laughs> in the, in the, that, that is... That is convenient, so I go buy a gallon of milk and a T-shirt on the way back. That's it. Let me tell you something. The clothes at Costco are phenomenal. Oh my god, they are. They're comfy. They're great. Yeah. And now in the pandemic, not wearing real clothes for almost a year. Right. Like, why would I go and spend money on real things? Mm-hmm. If one day Costco started selling Old Navy clothes, I'd be like, I. It's a one-stop shop. Yeah. What more could a bitch ask for? Right. Sure, it won't last for five years, but my shape doesn't last for five five. That's months. the thing. Why am I going to so buy why something? Why buy something expensive and I'm not going to be the same size? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that show, What Not to Wear? Yeah. But on What Not to Wear, they would always be like, you want to get closet staples. You want to spend money yeah. to get closet staples. So I was looking into this concept and it's something mm. called a capsule closet where you basically mm. spend a good amount of money and get a whole bunch of basic things that, yeah. that are good quality that you can mix right. and match in every yeah. single way. So yeah. I started to work on that a couple of years ago. And basically yeah. what I ended up with was like a lot of solids that are all like yoga pants and t-shirts. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, these are all my basics that I can mix and match. <laughs> and I'm good. Yeah. I did it. I have a capsule wardrobe. And guess what? I didn't have to spend $400 yeah. on a pair of like great jeans because yeah. those great jeans, like you said, might not fit my butt in five yeah. years. No, thank yeah, you. that's why I don't spend too much money on clothes is because I don't I don't stay the same size for longer than five months. I can't predict the future. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That palak paneer was awesome today. <laughs> I ate I ate all of what I made, what I cooked. It was awesome. Yeah. I had all the paneer I wanted. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And now right. I have to go change into, you know, my Walmart pants. Yes. Also, in speaking of other people who are working in the house, it looks like Kyle is mostly on the phone and he's making Amanda do all of the manual labor. Well, Amanda is the, she's the, what are they called? What director? Creative director. So she's director. Uh So that's why she has to do all of the, you know, logos and packing and all of that shit. And so that's why she, yeah, that's her job. Remember the couple of years ago, he was yelling at her for not doing her part. Like, where's the logo? You need to have done this and you didn't do this. That's where she's Uh like, boss, I'm going to take a break. Okay. I'm going to walk away. Okay. Uh And he's like, you better come back. Yeah. They're cute right now, but they're actually nauseating. I'm like, don't baby talk to each other, please. Go fuck yourself a minute. Get out of here. Yeah, have a fight. Have a fight. This is not normal. (laughs) 
I don't want to watch this. Yeah, where's your fight? I want Amanda to go, Kyle. Yeah. So anyway, so now obviously the big fight is between Lindsay and Stravi, where Lindsay gets yeah. drunk. She yells at him. She tells him, how many sandwiches have you ever made for me? Which is a great question. Just across yeah. the board. I think that that's a question that we can ask anybody at any right. time in our life. Right. How many sandwiches has anybody ever made for me? And you know what? We're moms. Yeah. I can tell you that unless we've paid somebody to make a sandwich yeah. for us, nobody has ever Nobody's made us a fucking sandwich. sandwich. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so I just want to tell Lindsay, Lindsay, listen, bitch. You want yeah. to become a mother so bad. Yeah. Once you become a mom, no one's yeah. going to make you a sandwich. Nobody makes you a sandwich. Not once. And you, however, will be spending your entire life making sandwiches for somebody. So, Lindsay, you better think about that. If those sandwiches are really important to you. It's not all that it's cracked out to be. It's a lot of sandwich making. A lot of butt wiping and sandwich making. That's all it is. (laughs) Mindless staring, sobbing. That's yes. pretty much motherhood yeah. in a nutshell. They have tantrums and you just stare at the child and think, what in the God's name is happening right now? Where did my life go? Where did I end? How did I end up here? I saw one of these like TikToks of somebody being like, what's something that was, what's an annoying thing that stayed with you mm-hmm. after being pregnant? And I think the purpose was to talk about stuff like weird taste for this food or I've got oh, this. My leg is still swollen. And everybody was like, kids the kids are the worst part of the pregnancy (laughs) (laughs) stayed back oh my god that's so hilarious i also hate the fact that they keep being like well Lindsay is older i'm like she's not even 34 yet like what in what world i know and she keeps that she's going to freeze her eggs after a certain point. And I'm like, you know, you can do that regardless of if Stravi makes you a sandwich or not. Just go yeah. and freeze your eggs. Yeah. One thing doesn't have anything else, anything to do with the other. And you can parallel process, Lindsay. You're 32 or whatever. You can parallel yeah. process and get this done. Get this shit on the road. Put the egg, put, it, put them in the freezer, put them in the oven, do something. Yeah. Just don't depend on men for that and just keep going. Yeah. Move the story along because, uh, you know, and don't listen to these bitches. They're so young especially hannah and Paige, they're so young and immature the whole episode was like very middle school it was they are having a fight at the next table in the cafeteria and shh let's listen to it and you know they're all eavesdropping and oh, it was just weird now what do you think about stravi and Lindsay? do you think that that's a match made in forever i think so kyle said it too i think that stravi hasn't run away yet this is a long year they, he has been with her for a long year are they still together yeah i think so if they are together this is a match made in heaven this is not gonna go anywhere you know valentine's day passed and i did not see a post for Lindsay. oh they split in january okay literally last month i don't think this is really a a split i think they'll be back together oh you think so i think he will bring he probably bought her a sandwich for valentine's day i bet they're back together by summer again (laughs) well let's see I mean, I think that the thing that makes me really sad about Lindsay is Lindsay is somebody who is really sure of what she wants. And she's so sure of what she wants that the minute that anything deviates from what she has expected in her mind or has planned out in her mind, she really internalizes whatever is going wrong. And she feels like it's her fault. Mm -hmm. And nobody's saying that it's her fault, but she feels like it's her fault. And then she goes for the attack of like, oh, now it's my fault. I think Lindsay is a little bit like Bethany Frankel. Mm. 
first started, she would meet these boys and she would push them, push them, push them because she wanted commitment. They would not give her the commitment and then she would just break up with them, go to the next one. And the one, the one time she did get a commitment was with the monster. Lindsay is very much like Bethany in that respect. That's a great comparison. She just, you know, Bethany activated in other ways and Lindsay mm-hmm. activates in this way. And they both have like tragic mother figure. Yeah. They have the same issues and uh-huh. they're trying to do well and they are really good in their confessionals. It's funny. They can be funny. They can be fun. They're self-deprecating. Yeah, but they're also unstable. Deeply. Now, Luke and Hannah. Okay, I wrote oh, this thing down. So first of all, there was a person on the internet who was so kind on Facebook, mm-hmm. on the Wife of Preference Facebook group. They detailed what really happened in this period of time that is making Hannah lose her mind. Because one thing I really want to point out is that Hannah has this fight with Luke. She's crying in the closet. Paige says, imagine being in a toxic relationship without ever even being in a relationship. And I thought to myself, yeah. you know what? Like the fact that Hannah's best friend has just said to her, you were never in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You were never in a relationship. And that's what Luke no. is saying. Luke is like, Hannah, we never dated. It just mm-hmm. comes down to like the words that people are using. And Hannah thinks right. of words a certain way. And Luke thinks of words a certain way. And that's that. So this right. person wrote, right. they wanted to remain anonymous. But they basically talked about how Luke and Hannah did this will they, won't they back and forth. They hooked up and they were both like, oh, we're totally cool with it. Like, no feelings. I'm not attached to anyone. Hannah had a boyfriend. Luke was still not over his ex, all this stuff. Then Hannah started doing the Giggly Squad lives during quarantine. And she Mm -hmm. would talk about Luke all the time. She would read his text on lives, which I think is so invasive and weird. And then there was... A big fight before the last reunion was taped. The Summer House reunion was the first Zoom reunion. So right before that, Luke and Hannah had a big fight. It was because Hannah used to mock Luke reading his text messages on Instagram Lives. And he was really pissed off about it. But then after the reunion, she called him and she started like they talked it out. So in the fight, when he says Mm -hmm. to her, Hannah, I didn't talk to you for two weeks. And you're the one that started calling me saying I need Mm -hmm. you. I need you. Mm -hmm. So this all happens. Then during the spring, he's doing whatever she's doing whatever. And she's dating all these other people. She's already started Mm -hmm. to date her, Mm -hmm. her current boyfriend, Des Bishop. Before she goes into the house, Mm -hmm. she's already talking about her boyfriend, Des, on other podcasts. Mm -hmm. So she's clearly committed to this person quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then the other big, very problematic thing Hannah did is she went on another podcast and she made fun of the fact that Luke was suicidal over his ex-girlfriend or his Mm -hmm. ex-fiance. Like, for me, it comes down to this. It's like, it's a very textbook, like, friends with benefits does not work. Because at some point... Somebody catches feelings and sometimes it's a girl and sometimes it's the boy, but at some point wires get crossed and then people expect too much out of the other person. Hannah, for me, the way I see it is Hannah came into the house wanting to hook up with Luke. She did not know that Sierra was going to come into the house. Sierra comes into the house and now she's saying, oh, you threw Sierra in my face. But when she came into the house, Hannah was running after her like a little puppy. So it was like, why do you think that Luke is throwing her in your face now? Because what she's doing now is, well, if Luke isn't going to hook up with me, I'm going to make sure that he doesn't get to hook up with Sierra either. Yeah. And that's like kind of fucked up because it's like, there's no reason why he can't hook up with whoever. Is it shady that he didn't tell her about Sierra, even though they talk every day? 
Yes. Yes. That's definitely a choice that Luke has made. Mm-hmm. But like, we know Hannah is an asshole. Her going on a podcast, making fun of him, talking about his texts, talking about his suicidal tendencies. Like, Hannah's a fucked up person. So the fact that Luke is even being nice enough to her to talk to her, I mean, right. I certainly would not expect it. And then on top of that, they have this big fight. She starts to flip out. She starts crying to the girls. And I wrote this down. She said, I want the leash to come off. I'm getting away. And he knows I'm getting away. He can see it in my eyes. I don't care anymore. And it's driving him insane. (laughs) And you know what? Hannah's talking about herself. Right. Hannah keeps saying like, oh, he knows I'm getting away. And he can see it in my eyes. I don't care. It's like, no, Hannah. It's the other way around. He's getting away. Yeah. You it is like, and the whole thing was so funny because all the guys stayed back and the girls all rushed and they all went into that room. And then Danielle says, Do you want to drink your feelings? Yeah. Or something. <laughs> yeah. And Hannah takes a swig and she talks about it and she's trying to rationalize it in her own head. And I'm thinking, This is so middle school, high school. It is so stupid. It is so stupid. Why are you guys letting Hannah drag this whole season down with you like this? It is so dumb. The other thing which just reminded me, she was so, I didn't watch Atlanta, but when I turned it on, it was, Atlanta was just ending. And then they went into the, uh, the, that, what is that show? Hannah's show. Chat room. Hannah is sitting there talking about why she was crying. And she says, you know how Candy says the lies, the lies. That's how I felt. And I'm, I'm looking at Portia. Portia just goes completely quiet because the Candy was talking about Portia. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Hannah has no awareness that what she's talking about is actually about Portia. And Portia just went like completely play in that second. And Hannah is saying, that's how I felt. He was lying. And I was so mad that he was lying. And I'm thinking, no, he wasn't. We can completely see you doing exactly what Luke said you did. Not that it makes Luke a better person to throw it in your face, making all of that. But Luke is being sensible here and telling you exactly what how he feels. He doesn't want to have a relationship. He even tells in the Luke scene, he even tells his mother that he's interested in pursuing Sierra. Yeah. So it's like he's Luke is perfectly clear about what he wants to do. It's you, Anna. You are not understanding it. So yeah, you're exactly right. She has no self-awareness at all. And Luke is being nice enough to say, like he found other ways to say it, right? He was like, I really like Sierra. I think we have a great friendship. You have a bond. I love you greatly. But like, I'm interested in Sierra. And he couldn't be plainer. And then he only raises his voice when she starts getting hysterical. Yes. Then he said, then she goes on to say, I don't like when men are aggressive to me and yell at me because it reminds me of my coaches. So she's painting Luke off to be somebody who's like an aggressor. aggressor. And that's not what happened. In fact, Luke, when he came out of his last relationship, he said there was a domestic violence, right? He he yeah. was harassed, right? He probably is trying to avoid all of that. Yeah. And he sees that she is a nightmare to deal with. So he's trying to gently put her down, but he she's not going down gently. I don't believe that Luke was a straight shooter, but I think that he was purposely not straight shooting because he didn't want to hurt her feelings and embarrass right. her. I right. think that that's really what it is. And Hannah's not getting the point. And it's really, it's really sad because even her friends are like, Paige is like, 
you were never in a, in a relationship with him. Paige is like, are we seriously going to do this again every single summer? Like all of her friends are kind of gently trying to tell her like, Ooh. at the mm. same time, they're yeah. also encouraging this madness because I feel like yeah. then otherwise we're going to have to talk about the fact that Amanda probably isn't really that happy with Kyle and, <laughs> and Paige probably isn't really happy with Perry as she, she calls him Perry. Yeah. And that Danielle is, well, Danielle's all of us, Danielle's so all, let's call it what yeah. it is. But the only two people happy are Sierra and Carl with this water bottle and his sober. I'm hot for Carl making the bed. Yeah, I am too. He's sober. He makes the bed. He did everything right so far. And he makes the bed so well. He laid the bar so low over the past few years. <laughs> But him making the bed made him hot. I blame quarantine for that because I think Uh that over the last year, we've had so much attention to like cleanliness that like even the most basic levels of cleanliness were like, oh my God, he washed his hands. Like I know. Like it's so hot. We're like, oh my God, he made the bed. Wow. What a dream boat. Like I think that that's also, it's like the Carl bar is low and then the COVID bar is even lower than that. And we're like just thirsting. Good. It was a good good episode i got triggered by hannah fun to just feel justified in that moment yeah i'm excited next episode when amanda and kyle will both yell at hannah (laughs) (laughs) kyle tells her to get the fuck out of here whatever i'm like yep she needs to hear that okay so we watched a show on netflix called the big day it is probably one of the most gorgeous shows i've ever seen so beautifully shot beautifully done so we watched episode one and it's about two different types of couples that are getting married and it's the whole show is about Indian weddings yeah I felt like and I don't know I didn't read any of the description of the episode which I guess I should have but I felt like the entire episode was showing like the difference between couples that want to get married who want to create a spectacle and couples who want to get married to create a message. Yeah. And the sad thing about it is that the couple that was wanting to create a spectacle were like American Daisies. So they were yeah. Indian Americans from Bay Area. Yeah. And then the other couple was an Indian couple from India. Where did they live? I thought it was outside Rajasthan, right? I know they were, they got married yeah. in Jaipur, but yeah. where did they, where were they from? Do you know? I thought she was from there. That's why oh, they got married. She said her, yeah, her history yeah. and everything. Yeah. So they're from like North India. So the two couples, the North Indian couple their name was Divya and Aman and the other couple the Bay Area couple were Nikki and Mukund now Mukund Bajara, he had like two lines. He just showed yeah. up like a guest. He had no idea what the hell was going on at that wedding. He just had a big goofy smile and he was like, yeah, I guess I'm here. Yeah. Tell me how yeah. much this stuff costs. Yeah. Mukun's family was from South India. They had a lot of money, but they are like very, um, you know, otherwise sedate people. <laughs> The yeah. Nikki's family was a little over the top. So they're they're both from Bay Area, but Nikki said yeah. she wanted to get married in Chennai, which is good. Yeah. Which I was excited yeah. to see because that's where your family is kind yes, of. Yes, but right? that was not a Chennai wedding. No, I got really <laughs> excited because first I started watching and I thought, oh, this North it's they're gonna show a North Indian wedding and a South Indian oh, wedding. Yeah. And then they started showing it, and I was like, nope. So this girl, Nikki, says, I want to get married in Chennai in India because that's where my family is from. And she kept talking about the spirituality of weddings and the traditions and all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, she really wants to incorporate her South Indian roots into this wedding. And they have this fucking insane, like, Moulin Rouge, Alice in Wonderland. 
Yeah, like, party. Yeah, like she has flown half of Bay Area there. It was the most opulent, disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. It was over the top, disgusting, beautifully set up. I mean, if this was Oscar party or something like that, you would think this is absolutely well produced, right? But for a wedding, it was a little too much. And she kept conflating the terms wedding and marriage, which made me laugh throughout. Oh my God, that was the thing that pissed me off. She was like, yeah. I mean, what more could you want out of a marriage? And I was like, yeah. um, an Alice in a Wonderland, Wonderland. theme, Mandy. Like that yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. She was terrible because I was so she excited. She was a nightmare. She yeah. Seemed, yeah, she, yeah, that was the other thing. Mukin kept saying, like, Nikki is just, like, so easygoing and she's so creative and she really knows what she wants. And, you know, she's, like, such a great person. I'm like, this woman is not easygoing. Not, yeah, Like, you no. can tell that the bridal party, because yeah. every single time they have a new event, because, you know, Indian weddings are multiple days long. Every single time they have an event, they always show the morning before or the night before. <laughs> All of the bridesmaids are standing there and Nikki's talking about some other prop. She's yeah. like, look at these popcorn containers and everybody's gonna get raffle tickets and also we're gonna have a person dressed as Johnny Depp from the Alice yes. Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland I was like what the fuck what am I watching it? and basically yeah. the way it looked like to me was it was like okay Nikki never got to have birthday parties as a kid and then yeah. she made a bunch of money and she decided I'm gonna spend my money to throw yeah. myself all of these wedding events that are just gonna look yeah. like little kid birthday parties Right. And I'm going to do it in India where it's much, much cheaper to do it. Right. But it's also, even even though it's cheaper, it costs a lot of money. Yes. That mu- the, the amount of money she threw on getting a bloody huge big Buddha to come and sit there, and set up the set up like Bollywood movie set up. Yeah. And then all the, all the, she had like floating platforms for them to dance on. It was just so over the top. This is the kind of weddings that pisses people off in India. The yes. poor and the middle class just get pissed off by the rich throwing these extravagant weddings that are completely meaningless and have nothing completely. to do with the actual wedding vows or any of that. That All that does not matter here anymore. It's just a big production. The, the thing I found interesting was that the other couple, they also wanted to create their own traditions. They, neither right. couple had like a true traditional Indian traditional, wedding, right? Yeah. It was, but it, the, they both had over-the-top Indian weddings. Well, one did it much more responsibly. The difference was that the North Indian couple, Aman and Divya, the way they were doing, going about it was they were creating their own tradition. They yeah. were creating different ways and sustainable, responsible ways as much as they could to try to have these traditions that aren't tied down with irresponsible spending, even though they probably spent an exorbitant amount of money. The difference with the Nikki and Mukund was like, they were, they were having what in their minds, I believe was a traditional wedding. Yes. But it wasn't in any way. There was no spiritual because they kept talking about spirituality. They kept talking about marriage. There was nothing to do with their marriage. There was nothing to do with spirituality. The poor groom was barely a part of anything. I knew nothing about their relationship at all besides the fact that they met during their siblings' weddings. And it's like it actually made me so upset watching them. But I truly got emotional watching the other wedding. I got emotional watching Divya and Aman. So Divya and Aman's 
wedding is they decided to have it in like a, a fort a fort village fort, right yeah fort um, village yeah fort village in jaipur in north india and jaipur is like a gorgeous gorgeous city and i feel yes. like if i was to ever go to india as an adult now i would that's like one of the destinations mm-hmm. that i would absolutely go to when you think about like truly traditional like what we see as like mainstream indian culture i think mm-hmm. a lot of people see designs and stuff in like yeah. you know world market yeah. <laughs> or like pottery yeah. barn or whatever yeah those are That's all designs from jaipur. Yeah. yeah those are all designs from jaipur so their wedding was at this place called uh was it bishangar yeah which is like a fort and yes. one of the big goals that they had as a couple was they wanted to source locally. They wanted to use materials that were recyclable and sustainable. So mm-hmm. they actually spent more money to try to get materials made and fabrics made that were recyclable and reusable mm-hmm. and made by hand and made by artisans and spent yeah. money on the local population of the area where they were having this wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And while I believe that Nikki's wedding also obviously, you know, it employed so many people because that's yeah. a big thing. I mean, the Indian right. wedding industry, and this is the same thing in Pakistan, wedding industry is like the biggest thing in the world because yeah. Yeah. being it's, married it's is like the most power. important yeah. thing in our culture. Yeah. Right. So they both probably spent a lot of money to yeah. the local people, wherever it is that they got married. But the difference with Aman and Devias was just the detail and how like neither grooms really had a say in anything but it still felt more like Aman was more involved in the wedding with Divya like Divya had a plan and Aman seemed more supportive of her whereas Mukun seems terrified of Nikki yes (laughs) that is absolutely accurate Aman and Divya's was uh and first of all it showcased India yes that's why I loved it a lot because first of all the show is shot beautifully it had it takes place in some of the most beautiful loca- locales. Divya and Aman's wedding in Bishangar was so beautifully shot. The fort looked beautiful. They used the local artisans. They used the local materials. They used local fabrics and you know workers. And they built. They even their designs of how they built the structures was yes. to reflect the structure of the structures in the fort. And so it was such a beautifully done package, right? If you thought of it as a wedding package, yeah, it was so well done because and it and it beautifully showcased Jaipur and Bishangar. It just was pretty. And the other couple's wedding was a hodgepodge. And and I know they were trying to do a kind of fusion of their Americanness and their Indianness, whatever, but it just looked a lot more like um i want to say michael jackson's neverland yeah it was like a hodgepodge of characters and themes and uh it was just too much it was too much and it was all over the place which is why it didn't resonate it was just one big uh you know gaudy party you know it's so interesting because they showed um they talked about bollywood in both weddings Because Bollywood really is whether or not you want to try to be like a cool person, like a cool Daisy person who's yeah. like so not yeah, in Bollywood. Cricket, the game of cricket and Bollywood. You cannot escape. You cannot live in India without those are like they're as big as our religions are. 
Yes. If it's, not, being, it's not more important than our religion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like for everybody, that's like the, it's like the one thing I think that like everybody can come together on. And so yeah. it is a very important part of our culture. And like, I'm not Indian, but Bollywood is a very important part of my culture in Pakistan. It's yeah. India's biggest export to Pakistan. So <laughs> it was so funny to me because Nikki and Mukun did like a Bollywood night and they had all these cheesy impersonators and box offices yeah. and movies and all this. Aman and Divya's, it was so sweet because it was actually like Aman's parents or something. They incorporated mustard fields mustard yeah. seeds and mustard flowers yeah. and yeah. you know for it's it's like a great explanation of like the things that we love from bollywood versus the things that make us cringe from bollywood if i was yeah. to show somebody bollywood right i always yeah. talk about ddlj my favorite movie of all time and the most iconic scene from that movie is a man standing in the field in a mustard seed field and a girl running into his arms and that's like not just specific to that movie movies that my mother grew up watching there was always going to be a scene of a guy in a field and a girl running to him or them running to each other yes it's cheesy but those are like the sweet loving romantic moments of bollywood that i love those are my favorite things of bollywood the parts of bollywood that i hate are the salman khan and the cheesy over the top dumachalo dances these corny like that stuff is the stuff that drives me bananas and like yes. it was an ex- it was exact it was seeing exactly like the way that the same thing can be consumed by similar Just, types of people yeah. and represented yeah. and loved in such different yeah. ways. Right. I love right. I loved it's seeing the, that. Yeah, yeah. It was the um the cheesy and the gaudy versus the sweet and the subtle and yes. that beautiful that you see in um, Bollywood movies. So yeah, I I forgot about that that there was a Bollywood. Uh, theme on the other other side as well I forgot about that (laughs) (laughs) I also yeah and it's also really telling that like Divya and Aman's wedding package and like even their interviews and stuff included their families Nikki and Mokun's was just their friends being like oh my god this is a great party and Nikki being bossy at her workplace and talking about apps and how she organizes and how she gets to like oh my god you're so tiring oh I spent a lot of time exhausted and angry at Nikki than actually (laughs) watching the show because I was like this is kind of this is the kind of person that I would hate hate to be in the presence of yes yeah so he reminded me of remember remember there was this show on bravo where they would have these couples getting married at first no it was not married at first sight was it this couple would get married no it was like the first year of marriage or whatever i never watched that show but i know what you're talking about i think there was this there was an indian indian girl in that couple there was one couple where the guy was America was white and then there was a girl that was Indian and she was over the top and annoying that's who Nikki reminded me of and she also looked a little bit like her it was called newlyweds the first year newlyweds the first year yes 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 yes. yeah and there was this Indian girl in that and she was equally she was like her exactly like that over the top but no taste whatsoever like just because you have money doesn't mean you have class that's it was <laughs> money can buy you class. Money can't buy you class. We've learned yeah. nothing. It reminded me actually of watching. Do you ever did you ever watch Four Weddings on TLC? Yeah. First of all, Four Weddings is yeah. like my favorite stupid reality TV show of mine. 
where they have the four couples and they go to each I other's wedding. I watched, yeah, I watched it a little bit. I didn't watch it too much. I didn't get into it too much. It was oh just, my god! First, they yeah. would always play it on a Saturday, and it would be like seventeen episodes of four weddings at a time. And me and my brother would sit and watch it, and we would crack the fuck up because they were so obnoxious and insane. But it reminded me of watching Four Weddings because it was like, look at yeah. the juxtaposition of like two completely op- opposite types of weddings and like how one is so sweet yeah. and thoughtful and the other one is so insane. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the other two episodes. There's one with uh, same-sex uh, marriage as well. Yes. I'm excited for that. And I'm excited for the other two. Me too. So next week we will do the other two together but also you know these are not typical indian weddings yes indian weddings take two or three days depending on how you spread out the different events but also not all indian weddings are the same not all of them take place the same way north indian weddings are very different from south indian and then and then there's hindus and sikhs doing and muslim weddings everything is different so it's not uh, the one thing that you see online uh, or in um, or in on TV or movies. But happy to discuss and answer any questions on Indian weddings if anyone has them. I'm excited about it, and I maybe I'll have some questions about it because I'm not Indian, and my wedding was definitely not like these weddings. Yeah, I also had a three day wedding, but it was just so funny also to hear these couples being like, "We just want to showcase ourselves as a couple and like come together on our theme." I remember being like, did I have a theme for my, yeah. my wedding? No, I didn't. Like, it we were just like, what do you like? Do you like these flowers? Do you like this outfit? I don't even know. how. So how is your Muslim wedding here? I don't even know how it's done. For Hindu weddings, especially South Indian, it's a whole bunch of shopping for jewelry and clothes that you do before the wedding. You pick, yep. the, you pick the location. You pick the location. You pick the priest. You pick uh, the cook, basically, because you probably ate his food in the last wedding that you attended and you're like, we want yeah. them. Basically, after that, it's like showing up at the different times that the priest tells you to show up. And then you just do what somebody tells you to do and you just follow instructions. And there's a whole bunch of older aunties that, you know, tell you what to do next. And they're like, oh, you need to do this. And then you need to do that. And that you just show up and do it. I mean, that's kind of the same thing. We don't, and there's no, hey, here's the theme and we want to set it up like this and we want to do it like that. Other than picking food, we I didn't do anything. I didn't even pick the food. I just showed up because I, <laughs> I went from here to India to get married and I let my mother and my sister pick everything. And I just showed up like a guest and got married. So I think I think for Pakistani weddings, the most exciting thing definitely is like the clothes. And a lot of girls really yeah. get involved in like the clothes shopping and stuff and the jewelry and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. I really trust my mom. I think that my mom has excellent taste. And so yeah. I didn't go to Pakistan for my wedding. I showed a bunch of pictures of what I like. She took my measurements. Yeah. And then my mom's – my parents' best friend, who basically were like my godparents, this auntie, yeah. she lived in Pakistan, and she knew me really well. And so she helped my mom do all of the shopping. My mother-in-law and my mom went to Pakistan together. My mom went with yeah. my mother-in-law to pick out clothes and everything like that. And we have yeah. three events. The things that I cared about was like the decoration in my three events, my clothes, my makeup. So <laughs> Pakistani weddings, the most exciting thing is definitely like Mandy, which is, you know, the yeah. night before the wedding. And I think that that was the event that I cared the most about. And mm-hmm. next episode, I'll tell you about how that was the worst night of my entire three days of my wedding. Okay. 
Okay. So in South Indian weddings, you don't have you don't have singing and dancing. It's a very somber, serious affair. <laughs> affair, and it's not. It's taken very seriously, and it's very um, religious. And uh, there's not singing, but the cousins get together and we laugh a lot. We hang out. We talk. Yeah. Anyway, but I will talk about that next week. I'll tell you how the the differences between a North Indian and a South Indian wedding, which is very different. yeah. We got too distracted by Stravi sandwiches and spent more time yeah. talking about summer house this time. But next episode, we will spend more time talking about the big day and get our shit together. Yeah. And if you have any questions, like Arthi said, please message us. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I'm just loving seeing India in Me the too. in the yeah. It's very very well showcased in this uh, in this um, show. Yeah, I for like sure. it. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you on Saturday. Bye. Bye.